In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me tonight four people in the studio, not three. Sorry, Gary. I have with me Eric the Artist. When are we going to get a solo trailer? <laughs> I have with me Tara the Inquisitor. Porgs are cute. And I have with me Gary the Stud. I got a red cup. And <laughs> I am Bob Crispin, your host. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just lost. I don't know. Captain America rocks. I mean, that's the best I got going for you right now. He does. <laughs> so we have several things we wanted to talk to you tonight about. So we're, we're going to get right into it. And I'm going to really quickly give you a rundown and we'll talk about them. We're going to talk about Brie Larson's Captain Marvel suit reveal. We're going to talk about Rian Johnson's explanation of why the Knights of Ren weren't in The Last Jedi. We're then going to talk about a fan theory about Rey and Kylo Ren. And then the Star Wars mid-season premiere trailer for Rebels. So, lots to talk about, so let's get right to it. So, we finally saw this week the reveal of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel suit. Not through an official photo. It looks like set photos. It definitely is set photos. There's no doubt about that. It looks like they got tweeted out. First off, Brie Larson. Does she look the part? She doesn't have the haircut everyone was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I got to kind of admit, I, I wasn't expecting longer hair, to be honest with you. I was expecting... I think because there's a picture up there. I think she cuts her hair or it's styled differently or something. Well, I think there what you're seeing is her hair is being blown up out of space like it's in zero-G gravity or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. I, I expected the shorter... Actually, what I was kind of hoping for, and I, but that's because I like the haircut, is the one where she's like shaved on the one side and it's long on the other. That's you what know. I think a lot of people yeah. expected. But. So I this expected just, that, too. This just didn't match that expectation. Of course, who knows? In post-production, maybe they'll make her hair look amazing and we're yeah, all wrong. It, who knows what they're going to do. <laughs> so a lot of people are thrown off because when you look at pictures of this, and, and I could kind of understand this, the, they, they're thrown off by the idea that the, the suit is green. It's, it's green in several spots. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I have a proposal as to why it could be green. Now, of course, everybody's jumping on this bandwagon, and Screen Rant did it too. That well, there's a there's a Cree connection here. That she must be, you know, she's part of. Was she part of the Cree Empire she ever? Was, she was. She I, was. I think she was in the Cree army before she became Captain Marvel. And what people yes. are, okay. people are are supposing is that what we're seeing is her early in the movie in a Cree. She's got the Cree star, you know, the Cree symbol. Yeah, she, or the she's got the Captain Marvel symbol on the suit though, but people are saying it's a Cree uniform that she will then put on a different outfit in the movie to become you know, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to propose a different idea. I think they're all wrong, and I think what you're looking at here is green screen paint. I think you're actually looking at green screen paint put on there so that they could eventually put some sort of cool special effect in there. We were talking about maybe having like a Starfield Galactic Starfield look where the green paint is. And they, I could it could be possible. That, and that would actually be cool. I would, I would actually be okay with that if that's the what it is and they and they did that effect, I'd be kind of cool with it. What if it is green though? I mean, are you guys cool if that's like the effect they're going for that she's Cree and and that's her Cree suit? No. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's well, okay, okay, see, if that's her Cree suit, then I'm fine with it. But if that's her actual suit, I'm not fine with it. Yeah, but what if they're putting a special effect over where the green paint is? Okay, but that's fine. Like, if it's going to be green, then I'm upset with the Captain Mar- uh, Marvel suit, if that makes any sense. Okay, so if it's the Cree suit, you're okay, but if it's the Captain Marvel suit, you're not. Yeah. I don't see okay. any reason why they would take the red, though, out of the iconic I Captain Marvel I don't suit. Know. I I think even if this is either green screen or a real suit, I think eventually the red outfit will... Right. come into play. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting. I, I you know, it's funny. We always get one set photo, and we all start speculating like mad about what's going to really happen and and what it really means. And because we're just like that, okay? That's who we are. I know, as geeks, we can't help it. <laughs> but you know, I I like the I like I think she fits the part. That's the Definitely. part I'm excited about. Brie Larson, I think, fits the part. I was a little worried about it at first, but I think now. Well, I think some of the one of the other things that's bugging people is all, and you see all the fan art. They've given her a tighter suit. They've given her a superhero suit yeah. where she looks muscular. When you look at this suit she's wearing in these shots, it's very loose-fitting. It's, like, wrinkly in the arms. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look like a superhero suit. Yeah. It, it. So this is why I almost feel like this is more like a soldier suit, you know, like a, I get what you're like a uniform. Yeah. It doesn't feel like superhero to me. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem I had more with it was the way it kind of fit and, and the way it makes her look. She doesn't look – and granted, these are behind the set. She's not – Posing, she's not acting. She's, she's, she's not, not in front of the camera. She's not in front of the camera. She's not giving off the, the, the power or whatever. So maybe that'll all be there. But in those shots, anyway, it doesn't look like it quite fits her well. I get, I get, I get what you're saying. What do you think, Gary? Do you like what we're seeing? In the, I mean, there are only two pictures, but it doesn't bother me any. Yeah. There is another picture if you go clicking through. Uh, you might have to go to Twitter and see. But if you scroll down, there's 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 one of her like crushing someone's hand and forcing them to their knees. So that's more of an actual, like, either rehearsal or something, Shay, right there. Oh, okay. And, it, you know, she looks a bit more powerful there and stuff. But, um, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't, it still doesn't seem, it's definitely not Marvel. You know, it's not the red suit. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it doesn't bother me all that much. It's, it's funny because I feel like, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure on this movie just because it's a female superhero lead. And it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Like, I get that, that we're finally getting a superhero lead, yeah, but there shouldn't woman. be pressure on the movie. Well, Is I'm it, talking about the Marvel yeah. MCU. Okay. That's that's what I'm talking about. I should be clear about that. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about in general in movies, but I'm just saying, like, I kind of... We've had Catwoman movies. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hal Berry. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But this is where I'm... Okay, so DC's put their movies out there. You're like Wonder Woman, okay? But Marvel really hasn't yet. I think that's why and there's so pressure And so I kind of feel like there's it. pressure on it because DC did it and really kind of laid the gauntlet down. And so now Marvel, I think, is feeling the pressure that they got to do the same thing. they got to lay a serious well, gauntlet down. See, I feel like there's pressure with justifi- justified reasons because if they're, they make Captain Marvel wimpy then yeah there's justified reasons behind it because just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she has to be wimpy and then there's people saying well this shouldn't be captain marvel because the first captain marvel was a guy yeah whatever and i don't care about that there's a backstory they can always put in there well personally i don't care captain marvel's been male and female so who cares so you know you can run it either way and I, i really won't care you know part of me just says do it right yeah i don't care if you put a female or a male in there just do it right. You know what I mean? Like, do it justice. Do it. Do it. One of the issues correct. for me is that this is clearly, you know, part of the space opera side of Marvel. And out of the space side that we've gotten, it's been mostly the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and very jokey. Right. Yeah. So now, do they have to kind of maintain that a bit for continuity's sake and have that off the wall feel a little? Or are they able to go. How, go how, do, they, how do they tie this universe space version of the Marvel universe and obviously it's taking place on Earth so they're tying it in with the regular Marvel movies and then also bringing in it was the same concern I had with bringing the Guardians of the Galaxy into Avengers right you know and I think they're going to do okay with it I think I think they've cracked cracked that nut I think the the Russo brothers know oh, yeah. what they're doing yeah but do they have to mean yeah, what's going to happen with these I see I feel like whole, is she going to be a powerful epic you know, superhero woman, or is it going to be one of their weird movies, or who knows? I see her as a future bridge, bet- bridge between Asgard and the Avengers. Do you get what I'm saying? Asgard being the cosmic Asgard now, because that's right. what they're moving towards. Right. And Captain Marvel could be the bridge between. Well, we'll see how much of Ad- Asgard, Asgard is left after the opening of Avengers. This four. is true. I mean, this is or three, Avengers three. Three, yeah. We we have no idea, but. It, it could be potentially in the future. She is the bridge between the two. Maybe, maybe. Haven't heard click. anything from Gary on this yeah. suit yet. Oh, on the suit? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with it. It's, maybe, maybe there's a button that she pushes like in uh, Back to the Future that makes everything. Tight, <laughs> tight. <laughs> <laughs> so or, well, heck, go to the Marvel Universe. <coughs> Spider-Man's outfit. Yeah. In Homecoming, he puts it on. Hits That's a thing, true. And it's it a thing. Fits him. Yeah, yeah. It form fits him. So yeah, maybe there's a Nike button like his sneakers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was thinking Mar- Marty's jacket. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that thing yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Except maybe the sleeve will actually work on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about our next subject, which is the one that Eric wanted to bring up tonight because, it, well, it, it is an interesting topic to talk about. One of our greatest complaints when we reviewed the Last Jedi in the last episode was there was no formidable use of the Knights of Ren in no Star Wars Episode Eight. Knights of Ren. <laughs> were they even? They were mentioned briefly by Luke, and that was it. I think were they that, even mentioned? I think the term they were mentioned, used. and then they showed kind of a shot of where they like burned down the temple. But that well, was it. They didn't. Well, that's the assumption tiny. you made. They were, they they were tiny. That they burned the temple. They down. were tiny though. But but they didn't really say that they became the Knights of Ren. They just took he took members of the Jedi, Jedi Order and left. Right. He left. didn't specifically mention the Knights of Ren. I thought the name was mentioned. No. I don't think it was, well, to be honest wasn't. with you. So, well, so that leads me in either way. It leads me into <laughs> my idea. And one of the big issues I had with The Last Jedi mm-hmm. was the feeling that it was disconnected from 
the mythology that J.J. Abrams had started, that he had started lines with Snoke, started lines with Rey's lineage, started lines with the Knights of Ren, and even though I didn't enjoy The Force Awakens, I was interested in seeing where those stories lines played out, which added to my disappointment and angst over The Last Jedi when every single one of those were either not mentioned, not touched upon, or turned out to be nothing. So... I started thinking, this feels like there's a disconnect. And one of the, we right. were talking about it, and you know, many people are convinced, no, this is Lucasfilm being run by Kathleen Kennedy. They have a story group. They're, you know, they're keeping details together and all that. Well, basically, in this article, and in, I think he's done it on Twitter and wherever in interviews, Ryan Johnson has basically said he didn't have a plan for the Knights of Ren. Yeah. That he was trying to figure out how he could use them. So that statement right there tells me, there was not a story idea in place for the Knights of Ren going forward. Then J.J. Abrams giving them a name and throwing them in the scene, and that was it. If there was a story group that was planning that out, he would have had those plot lines to try and deal with, or at least, you know... Or had some sort of idea what was going on. Right. Or it would have been his choice to not address that, but he's clearly saying, I didn't know what to do with them. So it's not like he was being directed in a certain way on what to do with them. So if that's the case, then my whole feeling of disconnect is kind of being proven true. It's the almost the lost approach of J.J. Abrams to set up story elements and be like, someone else is going to solve this for me. Someone else is going to figure it out. And then when they don't know what they're doing either, they either ignore it, drop it. And it's got that feeling of season five of a TV series where you're saying to yourself, well, what about these storylines? It's only the second in a trilogy. <laughs> you mean like season four of Rebels? Yeah, <laughs> season four of Rebels, season whatever of Lost. <laughs> you know, it, so it worries me, not, you know, going forward, that is there a plan for who, you know, why well, Kylo Ren is what he is and powerful as he is and why Rey's well, doing what she's doing? Or are they kind of... They're writing it as they go. I think it actually gets worse than that. I can't believe I'm saying this because... Of all people to be saying this, it wouldn't be me normally. Ryan Johnson has said several different things to several different people. First off, he said, well, what if the Knights of Ren were the Praetorian Guards? Now, that was one of his ideas, That was yes. mentioned in, in... The article. Prior, right. Well, in this article and in several articles prior, yeah. I kind of thought so, too, till I counted the number of Praetorian Guards. It doesn't line up. Well, he even said in an interview, he decided not to go that route. And then later he says, well, they're not. Because but he had said earlier, they could have been. Right. You know, so it was like, he was feeling it out. Were people cool with that idea? Oh, they're not? All right, they're not going to be. Well, that. he says there, it would have added another layer to, you know, he wanted it to be about his betrayal of Snoke. Right. And his trying to pull Ray to his side. And if... If the Praetorian Guards had ended up being the Knights of Ren, it would have added another layer of complexity, him knowing these people, and why wasn't it, you know, it would have not, it would have basically and been too much for the scene. And I'm sitting there going, so clearly, we don't know what to do with the Knights of Ren. Right. Well, and he did mention in another article that he didn't want him, Kylo Ren killing his brothers out of the Jedi Temple, because then, what does that say about him? But I was kind of like, but wait a minute, you're about to make him the new Supreme Leader, so wouldn't that make him Snoke. more powerful, right. not less? Like, yeah. So he's almost contradicting himself in an effort to defend himself. So it all comes back to my other theory of why J.J. Abrams decided to come back and film Nine. And why do you think that is? Because he wanted these story elements to actually lead somewhere. And I feel like 
he is disappointed with the fact that the Knights of Ren weren't touched upon. Nothing happened with Rey and the, the, the breadcrumbs he left. Snoke, who was a big mystery, got slaughtered. I know these were not his ideas. And I'm, I think he wants to... I'm wondering if he was disappointed in The Last Jedi, but isn't saying it publicly. Right. You know, I'm wondering if he's like, that's not where I wanted the movie to go. You know, And now he feels like, I can come back and write it or go in what I wanted to do. At least the Knights of Ren are still there and I can do something with that. And, you know, I can... I just... It, it seems... But, but it worries me because when the original trilogy was made, Lucas knew, and I've made this point before, that Vader was Luke's father and right. never touched on it the first movie. He said, well, I'll do that if I get to do a sequel. If not, no one never needs to know. It's got that whole serial cliffhanger feel. Right. And then when the second movie came, he said, okay, I'm going to continue with this. Uh, you know, there are story threads that he had plotted out. And granted, they change along the way. But he had written treatments for a nine-part arc and decided the, the middle three were his favorite. And that's what he started working on and detailing. And granted, it changes as it, it goes. Technically, it was a 12-part arc, if you remember. He had the three after Return of the Jedi plotted out, too. That's nine. Well, sorry, it would have been nine, right? Sorry. <laughs> it was a nine-part arc. Nine-part nine yeah, arc. He had it So plotted. part of me says, I, I really curi- I'm curious, how far off the beaten path have we gone from the George Lucas nine-part oh, story arc? Sure, I'm, sure I'm sure we're, we're not like, near it. Way off in right field, and that's what I would. And that's I really would like to have seen it. You know, I'd like to have seen what that was. Well, if the Zahn books are supposed to be a reflection of what it what it was leading towards, oh my gosh! I mean, that would have been all over that. I don't think it was because I told you I wrote to Timothy Zahn when I was a kid. No, I I wrote to him because I really liked the books, and I I actually wanted to know. I said, I don't know if we're ever going to get another Star Wars movie in my lifetime. Little did I know there'd be prequels and sequels (laughs) and TV shows. This was when the books came out, and you didn't think you'd get anything more. So I, I'd read the first one or two, and I wrote him a, a letter. And I was just curious. I said, am I reading? You know, I'm, I'm sure you could ask this a lot, but am I reading what would have been 7, 8, and 9? Right. Or what? And he says, there's not been any input from Lucas on my stories. This you need to think of as 6.1, 6.2, and 6.3. And that was exactly in his letter he sent me. Well, that's kind of interesting because he's actually said in, in, art, in interviews with newspapers and other material that – he had read the scripts and that he based part of it off of Interesting, because he, he didn't say that huh. in my letter. But maybe he's just, you know, he's got to be quiet to a kid. So maybe. I'm just a little yeah. kid. I mean, yeah. so anyway, that's that's this article basically lends itself to my fear that they had set up story threads that to me were really cool. I think should have already been planned out way in advance and they weren't. And now you you get, I, I can't help but feel the disjointedness of it all. And that was part of my problem. And is it possible to fix it at this point. Can J.J. Abrams really fix it? Because, I mean, really, Rianne, in his effort to be different and to change the way we're looking at Star Wars, literally just put a thermal detonator in the middle of Star Wars went with everything. I mean, there are some things that aren't... I mean, he can't. The only major thing... There's two major things that I feel you can't come back from. Luke's death. Spoiler alerts for those who haven't seen Star Wars. Well, yeah. It's the, two, it's, it's the two main deaths. Snoke's death and Luke's death are kind of hard to come back from. Luke's death, it's not the Luke I wanted to see, but I right. can deal with that, whatever. Snoke's death bothers me more because I feel <laughs> like that character had a story and had something to do with the plot. And I don't know if there's any way to recover from that because I don't believe he was a force projection. I think he's dead. I think they killed him off. Well, I, I think the only way is Gary's way, which I wish you were here a second. the second he had to leave for a minute. Gary's way is 
that it's Plagueis, and Plagueis has figured out how to go basically out of body, how to have an out of body experience through the Force and move from body to body to body, then you can have Plagueis moving. And Snoke was Plagueis, and Palpatine was Plagueis, and whoever else is the next Plagueis is Plagueis. Right. It's always the same villain. Right. It's just he's moving from body to body. But that that's would the only be an way interesting to explain re- that. It'd be an interesting reveal in 9. And, you know... Wouldn't but, it? But it turns that it... That if Kylo suddenly is... Well, he's being groomed to be the next Well, he's body. suddenly been... Well, he's suddenly been possessed by the I don't, Plagueis See, the thing ghost. is, he still was acting like Kylo at the end of... At the end of Last Jedi, he was still petulant. He was still emotional. But like I said, it could be something that slowly takes over. Maybe. It doesn't take over right away, you know. We, we were postulating, Gary, the idea that you really can't come back from these two deaths of Luke and, and Snoke. And, and these are major deaths that somehow, you know, is there any way that J.J. Abrams can fix these problems going into Episode Nine? Because, I mean, obviously Knights of Ren is one thing he's going to have to fix. But you can't and he fix... can. He can fix the Knights of Ren because they weren't touched he on He can, any. right. So that story is still to be told. But he can't fix Luke. He can't fix Snoke. That's a done deal, pretty much. And I said, well, you could potentially fix Snoke if they handle it the way you've been talking about, where the, the Plagueis ghost is going from body to body, potentially. Yeah, it could be. And I can but, see that being a big reveal of Nine. It could be, you know, I was there in the beginning. I was there, you know. Right. This, when you least there. expected me, I've been here all I've along. I've been here you know, the and, entire way. And that's, well, if, if Snoke actually is Plagueis, though, he could still come back because he was able to prolong his life. Right. Even even when Palpatine dropped the temple on him. True. Right. He came back. Right. Okay, so. I'm saying what if he even just possessed Kylo Ren's body? Like he... Kylo is the embodiment I, now of Plagueis, you know. I never really liked that part. I know. E- even in the uh, Legends books with uh, Exar Kun. Yeah. Possessing Luke, I think it was, or somebody. Yeah, I forget who it was he and, possessed. Uh, I never really liked that part. But What if the next movie starts, much like this movie started, only minutes after the end of the last one, and we're on the ship in space... And there's people running everywhere trying to do repairs. You know, they're trying to keep the ship, the Snoke's ship together. And we pan to the throne room and there's just a bunch of bodies lying around. And there's Snoke's upper half. And then suddenly the hand grabs the floor and starts pulling himself. And he's alive, cut in half. And they bring him back and they, he didn't die. He's too powerful. He, can, he Darth he can Mauls hold, himself. He Darth Mauls himself because of his strength <laughs> in the Force. You think you could kill me that easily. You know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see if they do that. I mean, although it goes back to what Ryan said he was going to do all along. Snoke is Snoke, Ray is Ray. You know what I mean? Like, if you go back to what he always said, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. I mean, right. like, like it or not, that's exactly what he did. And that's and he fine. he played that role perfectly. That's fine. But I just, I feel like, going back to my original idea, it, this whole article makes it very clear. There were not story threads laid out to plan long-term story, story ideas for this trilogy. There were ideas that can't, were initiated in the first one. And I don't even, even with Ray, I don't know if they know where they're going. And so. you know what's really stupid is here's Disney, right? The long arm of, of Lucasfilm at this point, Disney, who ran Avengers that probably had the most comprehensive story arc telling of all time in movie history. I mean, really. Who, who else could have that kind of story through line other than Lord of the Rings at this point? I, I, I don't see it. And yet you've got Star Wars, which could have this amazing story arc through line. And you're right, Eric. It just feels it feels like they disjointed. It feels and like the first seven were going somewhere. Even The Force Awakens, 
Granted, it was a, to me a repeat of four, but it's still it was moving somewhere. It felt like it was in the Star Wars universe enough, and it you know was going somewhere, and it left those story threads that were interesting. And then you get to eight, and you get this guy going, "No, I, mean, I want to go. To, it's got to change. We need a right angle turn." Right. Do that after nine. Do that with your own trilogy. It's like, right. why are you interrupting the nine-part story arc? Does that make you worried about the the, the trilogy that ran, I, right now? Ran I have no, I have down. no interest in that trilogy because it's so it's just an amorphous. Hey, we're going to make more movies. That's yeah. all I know. So right. I can't have any excitement right now for that. What it really is is changing writers, changing director, and changing the producers from the different movies. Exactly, but they even did that on the first movie. The first, I know, trilogy, the, the first trilogy, the first trilogy had a different director and producer for and every writers. single and writers for every single movie. But it had Lucas behind the scenes the right. entire way. And that's not happening this and time. I don't feel like it is. You th- it's no. supposed to be Kathleen Kennedy. Well, and that's the thing. Like everybody was like, "Well, that didn't happen for the trilogy, the prequel trilogy." No, yeah, it, it did. It did. It was, he wrote it was all Rick three. McCollum. Well, yeah, yeah. and Rick and McCollum Lucas kept directed it together. All three. Direct, yeah. Lucas did directed. But I'm telling you right now, the the brainchild behind the prequels. Was Rick McCollum? Right? Yeah, he's the one that kept it together. There's no brainchild behind this one. No, no. I don't there's, feel like there there's is. There's no one person in charge. That's why when they brought Kirshner in, I, I thought when they brought Kirsch in, I was kind of like, oh, is he our next brainchild? That'd be amazing. But then they only kept him on for one film. Like I really wished. Could you imagine if Kirshner had worked with Rian Johnson? I don't think I he would have. I think he would have been upset well, with him. I think he would have cleaned it up. I don't think he would have let it go to the direction that Rian went. I, I really don't. I think he would have, you know. Kind of reeled in some of this, not all of it, but I think he would have reeled yeah. some of it in. But I'm, I want to, you know, I want to put it out there. I'm not one of those people complaining on the internet, writing a <laughs> writing a p- petition to get this removed from canon or whatever. It is what it is, and if people enjoyed it, I'm glad they enjoyed it. I just had my story issues with it that, that no one has been able to cl- satisfy to my taste with any explanation I've heard yet. So right now, I'm just worried about what does that mean for nine. You know why I can't get removed from canon? Porks. Yeah. Oh boy. Porgs didn't bother me. I didn't mind the porgs. Okay. Let's move on to our next thing we want to talk about, which is some fan theories about Star Wars The Last Jedi. And episode there's nine. Episode nine. And there's all sorts of fan theories out there. So we're, we're going to cover this one. This is number 12 in the set. I'll put show links on it for you guys. This is from Ranker.com. And that is... We came up very, very uh, scientifically chose a random number, and this is what we came up with, so... So, number 12 is the one we're going to start off with. So, number 12 says that Rey is going to kill Kylo in Episode 9. What do you guys think of this fan prediction? Do you think this is a really cool idea, or is it not? You know, is this a really bad idea to have Rey kill Kylo when it's all said and done? It's a cool idea. They won't do it. Why don't you think Disney will do that? Because they're Disney. They don't care about killing anyone ever. They killed Bambi. Yeah, they killed Bambi. That was it. They killed uh, Mustafa. Bambi's mom. Yeah. And didn't Dumbo's mother die in front of him or something like that? No. They killed Mustafa. Mustafa. They killed Mustafa, yeah. But everyone cheered out that one. Mufasa. There it is. (laughs) Mufasa. They kill a lot of the villains. This is true. And Kylo's a villain. But still, they won't do it. Everyone loves Kylo. They're not going to kill Kylo. I mean, Kylo has an enormous fan base. I'll give you that. Yeah. They kill Kylo and everyone hates him. So did Boba Fett. (laughs) And they threw him in a sarlacc pit. So you know what I mean. Like part of me says, I just don't feel like they will. They, they, just like, like Boba s- Fett never really had a redemption arc that they're trying <laughs> yeah. to give Kylo. Yeah, but they also killed Darth Vader, and nobody ever expected that to happen. At least but they killed him, but he died heroically. True, mm-hmm. but it's, it wasn't Luke slaughtering him. <laughs> true, and, which is what this theory yeah. is saying is that Ray is going to kill him because he's evil, not he's going to go out heroically because he redeems himself. Yeah, but there's a valid point brought up in the article, and that is. We heard that story that in order for you know, when darkness rises, light rises to, to to meet it. Right. 
And so in order for there to be balance, there's always got to be some sort of force user that's going to match whatever dark user you throw at it. So Ray does seem to be the antithesis of Kylo Ren. The real question is, they won't do it. can she can she hold her own? You know what I mean? Can she hold her own against Ray, Ray and the Knights of Ren? Like, all of them. I mean, to me, that would be impressive. They make her too wimpy if, as it if, is. They won't she, make her kill all of if them. If Ray holds up against Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, then what does that make Kylo Ren? Right. I mean, well, what do you what, think, Gary? What I predict is Kylo's going to get killed by her. And just as she, everybody wants to be triumphant about it, she looks down and you see Kylo's saber right through her. That's better. That's a better idea. Double death? Yep. Yeah, double death. The end of all Force users? Yep. Yep. That would be interesting, actually. And it actually because, Well, it's not the end of all Force yeah, users because we've seen that the was Well, I was just about to say that would clear the path for the young boy to come right. forward. And be Although the next. there would be no one to train him. What if that's the middle part of the next movie? What? And, and the double death happens in the middle as opposed to the end of the beginning. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. And then the rest of the movie is about the boy coming That'd have problems to with that because, again, why, why are you... You're not following good storytelling. You're breaking things. You're doing things to be different. And it works in independent films sometimes. But in the case of this space opera storytelling, you have these arcs that need to kind of come to fruition. And doing it in the middle of a last movie and then suddenly telling a second half as a different story is going to be too jolting. I just don't see it working. I just... It was a thought process. Well, I get know. it. I get it. I just, I just for for what Star Wars is. But then again, you know, they already took this one weird. Place I was gonna say they already three, yeah, Ryan you know. already took this one in a in an odd direction. Next so thing it, you know, Jar Jar will be back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the dark still side. alive. Yep. Yeah. He's living on Naboo. So yeah. you know, I mean, <clears throat> interesting. We'd love to hear what you th- you think about that. So head to galaxycast at gmail Let us know what you think. Okay, our last topic for the night tonight, which is the release. Of the Star Wars Rebels mid-season premiere trailer. And, you know, I used to get excited about these. i got to be honest with you. I used to get really excited about seeing these mid-season premiere trailers. And then this one came along, and I just... i, I got to be honest. Like, half of it, three-quarters of it, is old footage. Yep. Like... Yeah. And that bothers me. And I don't know why that bothers me, but, like, half of it's from, like, season one and two. Well... And I, that's ridiculous. Well, they're clearly trying to say, oh, hey, look, it's going to all come back around. Yeah. But... Why is it just coming back around at the last minute in, the, in this season? It's like, shouldn't this have been and, more gradual? Shouldn't have been tighter? And out of all things, tighter? like, midway through the season. Like, they should have started coming back around since the beginning of season four. Like, <sighs> Well, I think because they already had a lot of episodes already done for season four, <laughs> and then they got the announcement that they're canceling it. Yeah. You think that's that's so, so what, they, think, so yeah. what it is. So then the Russian right. get things. You think they, were gonna, they thought they had a season five, right. and that was where it was going to wrap up. I, well, and I, I, you know, <laughs> part of me also wonders if they listened to this podcast and went, oh, shoot, we forgot about the owl and we forgot about the. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it feels Cause, like. Because we have like railed on them about no, a lot of things that they have no, not touched. I, I just hope the last episode has the A-wing pilot come back. Although Yoda <laughs> looks come like total the crap. Yes, absolutely. I, I know I don't watch Star Wars Rebels and Yoda was in a previous episode, but Yoda looks like total crap. Like, but what the that's, hell? That's what he looked like in the previous episode, though, too. That's, that's very, it's no, very stylistic. Ew. Yeah. So, but this is like my problem with Rebels altogether. I don't like this style of drawing. No, to be honest I don't with either. I liked Clone Wars. I liked the way that style was drawn, but I'm not yeah. a fan of the Rebel style. I just, I don't know. There's, there's something like about it. little to no detail as what I, I can't handle. So there's all sorts of little Easter eggs in this. So, what, so let's let's talk about a couple of them. We've got Rex in the Rebels 
costume. The one, the, the one from Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yep. They and think it's confirmed. They're pretty finalizing. Vegas. Sure, this is confirming it's him on Endor. Yeah, they call yeah. him Rex on Endor. Do you guys like that idea? Is it? Is yes, that, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Gary, Gary you think Endor. that's cool? Like bringing Rex from Endor into this and oh yeah, yeah. sealing the deal on it. Yeah, yeah. Se- seal the deal, and then uh, he comes comes out in the Last Jedi there. So we also see from this one uh, the brother and the sister, and I forget what they call the father from the the Star Wars, um, Clone, Wars. Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, it, there's definitely at least a reference to it. The owl is a reference to that episode. Do you guys like the idea of we're going to tie that episode into this one? Because I mean, w- you, I don't remember if Eric was around. We had a gigantic debate about that episode and what it was really saying. And then, of course, Gary blew us all up and said, it's a dream. It's a dream. It never happened. And then, of course, it was a dream and it never happened. And we were like, dang you. Uh, so, but do you guys like this idea of wrapping some of these Clone Wars ideas into Rebels? Or is it just kind of a cheap I, scapegoat I, I, It's a concept? cheap out. I, I seriously feel as it's a cheap out because now they need a storyline that's actually going to be interesting for them to actually get views. I feel like... They intended to eventually get here, but as Gary said, they may be rushing it now. Yeah. It may be jammed into the second half of the fourth season because it was originally supposed to be hinted through the fourth season and be all the fifth season. And right. now they're like, well, we got to finish it, so let's get them all in there. And so it, it might be a case of just, well, we got to put a lot in to tie all of our loose ends. Mm-hmm. What about the Loth Wolves? It looks like they play a major role. Are we, are we cool with that idea? No. I haven't enjoyed the Loth Wolves since I've seen them, but I, I, I need more. There's something about them that bothers me. I'm not quite sure what it is. It's a crutch. Yeah, it might yeah. be. Is it a way of showing a mystical side of Ezra without yeah. actually getting us there gradually? Right. It's just like, well, let's just make these mystical creatures that right. follow him around. Yeah. And, and Filoni's a wolf guy, so they got to... Yeah. Oh, I forgot him. about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. They probably just played to Filoni's <laughs> love of wolves or whatever. You know, there's another element of this, too, that, that I, I thought was interesting. Obviously, somewhere along the way, is going to get arrested. Yep. <clears throat> so we we see that part of it. I think maybe it might be the episodes we haven't caught up on yet. That's, that's a possibility. <laughs> but the other thing, too, I thought was interesting was it looks like we're going to see Thrawn finally pummel the crud out of Lothal. Do you what guys I think that's... What I want to know is why hasn't he done that yet? Well, I mean, I think he has to get mad enough to to want to wipe a planet out. So do you guys think that's a sign that Lothal is a lot more important than we initially thought it was? No. It is. You think so? It is? I do know. Okay. Because I read the book Thrawn. Oh, that's right. You said that. And there's something in that book that says that it is. Lastly, the entrance of Palpatine. Do you think this is a big deal that Palpatine's in no. this episode, in this show? It'll be no. interesting to see. I mean, because it does – it. they leave it off as it could mean several things. He says, Ezra Bridger, at last, you know, you're mine or something like that. Or right. I will give you is. one thing about Palpatine that actually will be good. It's not going to be the drawing. It's going to be the voice because the voice is the actual person who played yeah, Palpatine. That is a nice touch. Yeah. But it's they leave you wondering, is it going to be – a turn for Ezra, he wanted to kill Ezra, or he wanted to use Ezra. You know, it's like, what... Right, there's a lot of things left to be wondering about Ezra and in this situation. Yeah. I, I don't think Ezra's going to turn. No. I know that's been our big question. I don't think he's shown enough evil time. He's been too good all the way through the series. If he does turn, it's going to be too much again too fast. Because, uh, granted, he had a little bit of a dark side in, like, the very first season when he brought that giant creature out of the pit. He's, you know... Once in a while, been a little angry, but he's in no way, shape, or form been dark enough to. He's always been on the side of helping people and and doing things like that. So I don't see unless you know. Oh, the destruction of Lothal drives him crazy and turns him bad or something. And he goes for power to try and revenge them. And I'm gonna go a different way. What if he just goes gray, not dark, 
but gray. Like he goes rogue as a as a Jedi. <laughs> Gary, for those who can't see, Gary is just shaking his head. <laughs> I just hate that. I know what you're yeah. saying. I hate the gray Jedi. I know you do. I know. But I like the gray Jedi because no. they believe in the use of the Force. They understand the use of the Force. But they also don't believe in the whole don't use emotion, don't, you know, the restriction of the Jedi Order. They don't agree with because they feel the Jedi should be allowed to use their emotions. Yeah, and then they become like uh, the Bendu who can uh, crack planets in half and all that. That's bullshit. Well, I don't agree with that (laughs) part of it. And Bendu, I think, is a little extreme too, you know. And that's the other question. Do we get to see Bendu again or not? No, Bendu's dead. What was was left? He died season one. Didn't he get killed? I don't believe he got killed. Wait. Wasn't Maul looking for Obi-Wan and went to Bendu? No. What no, was the no. uh, What happened with Bendu? Thrawn came and attacked the planet that Bendu was on. Right. And that's when he got mad at both sides. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and then he faded was, from reality. Right. So he's a uh, force ghost now. Yeah, so I do You really think now. he's a force ghost? Well. I just kind of assumed he was still alive, but maybe I'm wrong. I didn't guess I didn't but see he it. He did that his way. bit and then just faded out. And went back to living in the right. ground. That's he, that's kind of the way I saw it. But. He, he regenerated into the Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, and back okay. to the whole Ezra <clears throat> thing. They aren't going to kill him. We all no, know they aren't going to kill I, him. I don't think they're kill and him. they're the not going to turn him to the dark side. So they're just going to end it as it is right now. Like Now, what I, what I see happen is he faces off against Palpatine. Palpatine beats the crap out of him. And he becomes the uh, slicer uh, hacker, whatever it is, in Last oh. Jedi. The Benicio del Toro yeah. character. <laughs> does that does that uh, age line up? I guess I never thought of that because if you look, look at his face, he's got the scar on his cheek, just like yeah. Ezra does. Does the age line up though? It kind of does because you're kind talking. Of, I guess, huh? uh, end of Return of the Jedi <clears throat> would probably be what about <clears throat> End of Return of the Jedi is probably about what five years after Rebels right now, correct? Yeah. The, the trilogy, about, yeah, and yeah. then another thirty beyond that. So add thirty five years to Ezra, put him at about fifty something. Yeah, <clears throat> twelve. So forty-seven, forty-eight, fifty. Yeah, yeah. And, and Benicio del Toro looks about fifty. Huh. So it could add up. Huh. Gary. But then you how might... do you explain the? What the heck, Floney? Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> I got to see the picture with the scar. I didn't notice that. But how do you explain it, it, the it's scar? It's got like a smudge on his uh, cheek. Uh, Benicio del Toro does there. And hmm. Interesting. How do you explain it, it, the stutter? It, it could how be. How do you explain what? The stutter. He has a stutter. Because he got his brain scrambled by Palpatine's or life. Yeah, or he just grew older and got nervous right. and grabbed a speech impediment. People change over time. That's not okay. Oh, people change over time. Maybe he had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, right. there's that. <laughs> so, all right, so those are our thoughts on all those topics. We'd love to hear from you. That's Brie Well, Larson. actually, we didn't even touch on the last thing with the with the trailer. Is this, And you mentioned it. Is Ahsoka coming back? Are we going to see her get wrapped up in this, these final episodes? I don't think so. I don't think we are. So we're never going to know what happened to her. Did she die or not? She's just. I think the, she's in the temple. She's That's in the it. temple. She's, she's a phantom. The, she's just hanging out down in the temple. Yeah. I think she's overseeing she's the, the temple. That's, that's The Sith temple. Yeah. Yep. I think that's going to be the end story of her. Well, you never know about the other brother either. The other Inquisitor. Yeah. yeah. They, they the other Inquisitor. So, so, so maybe, maybe they're the new brother and sister. Uh, yeah, da, da, da. I don't know. Who knows? And remember, she was brought back to life by the daughter. So right. who knows what that all means? Well, if it all ends this way with these unresolved issues, it's going to tie right in with Last Jedi and the whole lack of storytelling <laughs> and continuity. So I'm fine with that because that's the way, just the way they're going now. We're being continuity without continuity. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so those are our thoughts on Brie Larson. 
<laughs> as as Captain Marvel. Those are our thoughts on the uh, Knights of Ren. Thank you, the Knights of Ren. Our thoughts on our fan theory. Do you think that Ray will kill Kylo Ren? Our thoughts on Rebels. Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> Rebels trailer. Trailer. We'd love are to you hear okay? from you. I'm, it's, I'm getting old. <laughs> have I'm you had a stroke? <laughs> I might have. So, all right, folks. We'll be back in just a little bit to talk about the next episode of Star Wars Rebels. And with that, we're going to take a commercial break. Again, if you want to contact us, email us at galaxycast@gmail.com or find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, and let us know what you think. So we'll be back in just a little bit. We'll be right back after we navigate through this promotional tunnel. You love her. You cherish her. But let's face it, she's a lot. I can't eat anything here. <laughs> because she's provocative. Because she's magnetic. Because there's always something. There's nobody good here. You give her the sun, the moon, and the stars. But for now, give her something to distract her. Cartier presents the diamond-encrusted fidget spinner. 14-karat gold embedded with princess-cut diamonds designed to calm her because she, quote, has anxiety. So fast. You do you and her do that. I'm balancing it. She's vivacious. She's feisty. She told you she's thinking of opening a restaurant. And you're like... I guess. Give her something to focus on, because let's face it, she's been reading The Goldfinch for two years. She litters. She has to take cabs because her Uber rating is so low. When she's around gay men, it's exactly how you think it would be. And you know she's a completely different person with her family. Hi, Daddy. Intriguing. Addictive, a way to pass the time. I'm talking about the fidget spinner. Hey, can we go? I'm really sick. Hey. Okay. Cartier fidget spinner. Because God, the sex is good. The future is now. The future is in the cloud. Cloud computing. What's cloud computing? Imagine a computer you share with everyone. Imagine your private data spread around the world, being shared equally with everyone. It's the cloud. I'm in the cloud. It's utopia. Nothing can possibly go wrong. Imagine instead of your own computer, it's a giant one we all share together. Your data is safe. It's in the cloud. Everyone's in the cloud. Live life surrounded by the mists of time with Cumulonimbus Computing. The cloud is hard to describe. You can't see when you're in it. And when you get close, it disappears. Where'd the cloud go? Now, when your data is damaged, you don't need to fire the IT department. You can fire the internet. You're fired, internet. We've taken the metaphor to extremes because when you're in the cloud, lightning won't strike. It's Cumulonimbus Computing. I'm really in the clouds. You're in the clouds now. The Force is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. I'm off to rescue R2! 
what you need to. Why, Wing Fighter, you have to put it together. Batteries not included. Action figures each so separately. Activate laser cannon. Ready, aim. On target! Luke Skywalker to base work. Coming in. Why, Wing Fighter? Action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we talk about Season 4, Episode 7 of Star Wars Rebels titled Kindred. So, long story short... Short. It was a short episode. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Long story short, mystical stuff. Mystical stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe this. Like, there's two story through lines here. First off, the first story through line is we got to get this thing back to the rebels because that'll help them defeat Tide Defenders. Right. The giant, the giant black box. Black box that's bigger than the entire table we're sitting at. And then the other MacGuffin is we have mystical things we need to find out, but you're not going to really find them out, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Just feel mystical. And Wolves all. know things, but they're not going to tell <laughs> they're you They're not going to tell you what they and know. And then they disappear for the rules. Yes. So, uh, all right, so there's lots going on in this episode, and that's the really weird thing is there is a lot to discuss about it, but yeah. at the same time, it's I, I don't know what to think about half of it. So the Rebels have decided they need to go back and get the black box because they got to get it back to the Rebels themselves. Yeah. And they've hidden it. They've hidden it in, our, in a rocky outcropping while they tried to. Escape. Meanwhile, Thrawn knows full well as a tactician that they're going to go back and they're going to try to get it. So he hires an assassin to go no. after them. You, you, you didn't hire him. You just sent. He just sent an assassin. Yeah, I should, I should have said that. His, Which, op- his operative is what he calls. Right, it. and his name is Rock. Right, Rook. Rook. Right, and. Oh. And I thought it was interesting because the minute I saw Rook... <laughs> it was the voice of Warwick Davis. It was Warwick Davis, apparently, the whole time. That's <laughs> really dropped that pretty low. No kidding. That's awesome. But actually, that's kind of funny. That makes me like that character way more. Just a little more. Way yeah. more. <laughs> so, so Rook, as soon as we saw him, I kind of figured out what he was. And, and you two were like, wait, what? And I I don't know why I cling... Okay, first off, it's Thrawn. So part of me said, well, it's Thrawn... It's either Asan Almari, which isn't going to work. Salamanders. In a, right, it's, it's, isn't going to work here, or Nogri. And, of course, Rook looks like a Nogri. So we went, Gary went and looked it up while we were watching it, and sure enough, he's a Nogri. He's, he is a part of the Nogri race. This is, now, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, this is the first time we've seen Nogri, correct? I don't think they've been in a comic book. I don't believe they've been in a movie anywhere or TV series. 
Well, I'm pretty d- sure. D- during my research, they said there's one in uh, Rogue One. Really? Yes. There was a Nogri in Rogue One. Yes. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch Rogue One again. So. You're going to have to find that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to find that, too. That's interesting. I, so. I was not... That, huh. Uh, probably well, just a... Did it but, say where? So we're naming here. We're, na- we're name-checking a race, and for our younger listeners who may not know what we're referring to... We're dropping names here. Way back after the uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi in the 80s, and no one thought, oh, there's going to be any more Star Wars movies in the early late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> the Dark Ages. <laughs> um, <laughs> Timothy Zahn, the author, was given permission to write a sequel trilogy of books called Heir, Heir to the Empire. It was the, the uh, Thrawn trilogy, wasn't yep. it? Wasn't yes, it? it was called the Thrawn trilogy. It was trilogy. the Heir to the Empire. The Last Command was one of them. Yeah. Yep. And I can't remember what the third one Dark, was. Dark Empire? Dark, Dark, no. No. Heir to the Empire, Last Command, and something but uh basically on, it was where up. thrawn was introduced it was where the idea of the characters the the, the force um canceling animals the Yasilamari, were introduced in that we got longer stories with luke and and yeah, Mar- 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 it really was uh, yeah, dark force rising. it's dark force the empire rising. dark force rising the last, last command. command and it was a great trilogy for those who haven't read it if you want to go back and get a little bit of old time nostalgia Good Star Wars. It felt like Star Wars to me when I read all three books. Great writing. I'm great, sorry, Timothy Zahn did an spectacular Look, can job. Can I just writing ask that a question book. about the books really quick? Does it pick up after Episode Six? Yes. Yes. It yes. Starts after Return of the Jedi and tells the story of young Luke Han before there's any. There's no kids. You know, well, Han Solo doesn't have any kids yet because they came later. Leia isn't she pregnant? I think in May, the first one. Maybe I don't I know. Think she's pregnant in the first book though. <clears throat> but anyway, so it's it's we're talking before the entire it, Legends well, universe was it, written. Right, it, it yeah. started the books. It introduced all the Nagri, the what Salamari. It also introduced Mar Jade. Yeah, it introduced the idea that there were more smugglers out there than we really realized at first. And, and, um, and I, th- I think it actually uh, introduced the first clone Jedi. It uh, correct jump started the resurgence in Star Wars. I believe. Really well, I really do truly believe that too, Gary. I don't think there would be. I still have, have stuck to my guns on. There would not be a prequel were it not for the Trump Timothy's on series. It was it was really it, a fantastic series. It, it kept people interested in Star Wars, and I'm not joking, Tara. When I, I know you laughed, but it was called the Dark Times. It really was for Star Wars fans, really, there was because nothing. there was nothing. I mean, comic books gone, books gone, except for this Timothy Zahn series that came out. I mean, there was no movies, there was no TV shows, not even any, toys. not even the Ewok. Ewok uh, Adventures, because that had already all happened. That was a couple years past. And And the toys were awful. That's when the Power of the Force series came out from Hasbro at that time. That came afterwards, though. Did that come after? I yes. thought that came during this period of time. I, no, I, I think came, it came after. Okay, so literally, I mean, you literally, it was a vacuum. There was no, there Star, was no Star Wars, Wars anywhere. It just didn't exist. There was no cosplay going on. No, no one nobody dressed was up. Even, no costuming yeah. groups, no nothing. It was all, just there was It nothing. was just kind of dead, and so it was kind of like. Because we never thought there'd be any more Star Wars. We thought it was done. Right. That, that's completely so, shocking to so me. So real Star Wars fans, when this when the first book came out, I remember the clamor when the Heir oh, to the Empire I had came to out. It. I ate through it. Like, everybody had to go get to this book and go see it and, and check it out. And I have to admit, I'm not a much of a book reader. You know that. I read through that book in two weeks. I mean, like, and for me, that's a big deal because I don't read books. Right. And I, I just don't. I, I, Four days for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it? I th- probably was like a I'm a days slow reader. You know, don't kill me. But it, <laughs> no, it took just, me two just, weeks. I, I just couldn't put the book down. Was well, that was, good for me, two weeks, that's me not putting the book down. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, that for me, that's a big deal to read a book in two weeks and get it right, done. Right. 
So, <clears throat> you know, I read Lord of the Rings in three. So, I mean, like, it, that was a big deal. I mean, and I, I think we all have that nostalgia connection to those books. Oh, those yeah. of us that lived through never, that era. I'm never going to forget them. I am never going to forget those books just because they whetted my appetite for Star Wars when nothing else was there. And I will always have that love for those books. So I liked the homage to the Nagri here. You know, it's kind of funny because Eric... Which, which brings us back around to what the Nagri were. They right. were the basically assassin race that was his personal guard. Well, okay, the, the story behind them was they were... Um, the Star Destroyer crashed on their planet. Right. And Vader helped them out. And then Vader's the one that... Enslaved them all, right? No, he didn't enslave them. They literally became his uh, personal guard. Okay, that's right. And they used the... Uh, Vader had put the combat skills into their already superior hunting and everything right. else. He, he knew what... He knew they could be a good tool. Right. And that's what he used them as. And didn't but, he... Didn't he use? Wasn't part of the rule with them? What didn't he use part of them to hunt the some of the Wookies down too? I think the Nogri played a role in Kashyyyk and and crushing the Wookie world. And, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there was a couple places where Nogris played major parts yeah. in what was going on with the Empire. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they they played a major role. And yeah, they were throughout all three books. They they revered Leia. Yes. Because she was Lady Vader. Yep. They worked for Thrawn, but they didn't like him. Right, but they were they were indebted to the empire at that point, Correct. so they by basically grandfathered in <laughs> to servitude with him. Yeah, quote unquote life debt. Yeah, life debt. <laughs> so it was they, they were a big part of the story. So suddenly we have not only do we have Thrawn appearing from this original trilogy, you know, now popping up in Rebels. Now we've got the Nagri, the Nagri, which was kind of a nice homage. Right. Well, Th- Thrawn had uh, sent him as to assassinate Leia. Yeah, and when they found Leia, they could smell the bloodline from Vader. Vader. Which is why they were, she, she was called Lady Vader, and that's when they turn on Thrawn, the Empire. Yeah. I remember Thrawn. the. I remember there was a great tense scene where Thrawn comes down to their planet and they hide her. Yep. And he's in right. the same room with her, and she's like in some kind of sarcophagus or some sort of thing along the wall, some decorative thing. And she's hiding in there, and it was a great tense scene where Thrawn talks to them and stuff about you know they'll never betray him, and you are in, you know you got to be controlled, and you wonder are they going to turn her over, and they don't. He leaves, and he never knew she was there. Right. Right in the room. I, I remember that scene. Yeah, it was intense too. And Leia yeah. heard the whole conversation was yeah. right there, like mm-hmm. she was in the room, even though she wasn't visible. Yeah, big deal. And I, I love the fact that we have Rook, which, which you know, uh, if I remember in the books, there was Rar and Roar. <laughs> one was like R O W R R H, and the other one was R A W R R H. All I remember is they had really weird names. It was really hard to pronounce, and I would just kind of like. Didn't they have some kind of big retractable claw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that in too. their in their left palm, they're supposed yeah. to be able to retract a claw and bring it out and come back. So yeah, I, I'm hoping maybe we'll. I mean, it looks like according to the mid season trailer, we're going to see more. He'll of be him. in this for a little bit. So I want to. Well, he's the one who fights Kanan with that. Yeah, yeah with that uh, double sided double sided battle battle thing. blade kind of thing, and maybe we'll see the claw. That'd be really cool if we could see that yeah, actually like being that. used. So that 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 part of the episode intrigued me and and it definitely had a, he had a unique voice it was kind of interesting now that we know that it's yeah. warwick, warwick davis high, high-pitched warwick davis um <laughs> toned down toned down deep. i mean they must have brought him down about four octaves but it, you know he was an interesting character i thought his character was played well and, and yeah. the idea that he smelled the jedi he could smell the force oh, how he, to get to them he, he smelled zeb is what he is how they 
he tracked them out. Is that how he's doing? Yeah. Okay, so he, he smelled something. I know that much. Because and, and whatever race that is is what he, he said. I smelled the whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting that, that he was able to, like, kind of track them that way. And and he looked menacing, yeah, even though we didn't see much of, you know, like, his fighting ability. But it was enough to get me go, whoa, okay, he, this guy's serious. Well, because he flew the um, <laughs> trooper bike up in the air, which is not supposed to go over, like, a couple feet. Right. And it was, like, almost like he was willing to do anything to get the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was definitely, you know, on, on their track. Yeah. Now, on, on the flip side of that... We have Ezra fighting him off with Zeb running off of the black box. He didn't seem to... I don't know. That whole... Again, we talk about blocking all the time. That whole fight sequence, blocking-wise, was just not well put together. It, yeah. You know, the fact that the mountains were blown up just enough to keep him from following them. Yeah. I, I, and he seemed to give up really easy. Am well, I once wrong? they shot his bike and he couldn't keep up right, speed. Right, he couldn't keep up speed. They did, he just gave up easy. I, I don't know. Part of me said... A tracker would still continue to track. Well, he did. He tracked back to their camp. Yeah, I guess that's true, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed to end awkwardly. It, you know, it didn't seem to, to play well, out well. The whole Ezra giving him a little nice try or whatever yeah, he said yeah. just seemed a little, yeah, a little childish taunt. Almost a little like nanny nanny pinky. Yeah. You know, like kind of ended know. the scene on a weird note. It did, and so they they go off into the camp, and of course, immediately Rars or Rook or whatever his name is. is is able to track them down, and, and he lets the Imperials know. And, of course, the Imperials immediately pounce on the situation. They show up with tanks and speeder bikes and everything else. Hold on. Before we continue, let's yes. take a moment and realize that Hera and Kanan finally kissed. Well, yeah, you, we were I was there. just getting there. I was just about to say, just before Hera takes off... Because she has to leave. They decide to stay. I can't remember. Why did they decide to stay? They were going to fight and hold off I the am. Empire till she could get out of out of... I don't know why. Just I still to this point was like, fly away. right? Like, why, <laughs> didn't, every, why didn't everybody fly in and get away? I don't I understand that part if either. A, if there was a rationale, I, I didn't get it either. I, they, I don't think there was one given. They just were going to hold the empire off till they could we, get away. We wouldn't have seen the wolves. Yeah, this, yeah. That's that's the only rationale. The wolves would not have existed. It was written by Filoni, so <laughs> it wasn't. Yes, that explains everything. So Hera takes off into space, and she immediately is caught up with TIE fighters and a, and a Star Destroyer and all sorts of bases and I mean it's obvious that at this point they've built up quite a planetary defense system around Lothal and meanwhile on the planet they're pinned down by two tanks and two speeder bikes and whatever else they got you know firing at them yep. and I thought it was funny I was like well we got a transport <laughs> boom oh, well what can we do with the speeder bike you know like what have we got left with and of course miraculously out of nowhere comes the savior of the day, the Loth Wolves. And, of course, Ezra sees the Loth Wolves and says, we got to follow them. They've helped me before. We have to follow them. So they follow the Loth Wolves on what is, like, I guess the weirdest, drugged-out, trippiest... They were on LSD. <laughs> ...trip of their lives, right? They go to give everyone, caves. Yes, they go into a cave. <laughs> it, it wasn't LSD. It was no. death stick. The, the, wolves, <laughs> the wolves wait for Kanan, because apparently he's important. They lead him into the caves... In the caves, they see drawings where they've had other people that have followed the wolves before, and there's right. a story behind it. They take the wolves' tail. They walk through a trippy tunnel of light. They all pass out. They're walking on space. At one point, you see the wolf's feet, and he's, like, touching right. on space. They look like chicken legs. They look yes. like chicken legs. They <laughs> wake up in a field for a second. They're in a field. Right. There's the a cat, cat. And then they wake up again, and they're not in a field. They're in a cave. And they come out of the cave, and they've been transported to the other side of the planet. 
So they've walked through some kind of weird mystical teleport. And then Sabine holds up a pamphlet. <laughs> we're yeah. Australia now, mate. <laughs> According to this, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> she says, that's not a knife. Gong, that's What's a knife. <laughs> that's a that's a dock <laughs> Well, you're right, though. She pulled up this pad like, we're in the Southern Hemisphere now. Wow, we went through the center well, she of the had, She referred to Google Maps. And well, had to re- well, the thing is, where did she get it from? Recalculating. Where did she get it from? And it looked like a piece of paper. Yeah, I think like. it was supposed to be a little computer that's, screen. You know, <laughs> it was supposed to be like a tablet. That's a tablet but. of Star Wars. She, she brought out her iPad yeah. Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Where did she have it, though? I don't know. Tucked in her bra. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaks the one that might do it herself. <laughs> it's okay. It's all It's all good. Tara would do it, too. So then the wolves talk, and they say Kanan's last name, which we learn is Doom. It's Doom. He's Kanan Why is Doom. his last name Doom? It's not D-O-O-M. It's D-U-M-E. O D U U M, and okay. he's a doctor, Still. so he's officially Doctor Doom. Yep. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, "Damn it, you beat me to it." Uh, <laughs> well, after all, they did go through the the, the time portal from uh, Doctor Who. So. Yes, they did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they go back. Ezra goes back in. Kanan's communing with the wolves. They mention his last name. He says, "Oh, there must be a message here for us. I don't know what it is yet." A wolf fades out. And they say, we're, it's all coming together. How, how do you, what's coming together? How do you know stuff's coming together? <laughs> you just left us with nothing. You're, you're just telling us. And that's pretty that's much the is. end of the episode, too. That's the sad part. Like, but, but they said, they did say that the, there's something going on here at the, on this planet other than the tight defenders. Yeah, it's more sinister. You know what's good? It is. They're still high from that LSD trip. <laughs> <laughs> so sticks. they don't really know what they're doing. Death sticks. Gary said it was death sticks. Sorry, death sticks. Now, Gary, you said in the Thrawn book they reveal that they're here for a reason. What are they here for? You've said it before, and I keep forgetting what it is. They're mining Durasteel, basically. Durasteel is on Lothal. Right. Okay. So but, that's what they're really after. Right. And they're getting as much Durasteel as they can to build a Death Star. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. And you find that out in the Thrawn book. Well, maybe that's going to be the ending of the show, is the re- revelation that the Death Star's main, you know, materiel is coming out of Lothal. And, and they, they So hold on, let me get my timeline straight. Have we seen the Death Star yet? No. no. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So bear with me here. I bear can with hear me. the mice no, no. working, can you? Bear with me. So we haven't yeah. actually physically seen the Death Star. If we go by the Rogue One timeline and all that, right. we haven't actually seen the physical Death Star. No. No. What if it's inside Lothal? No. How awesome would that be, though? That, that they would. destroy, look, the Thal breaks apart to release the, to they've release been building the it. Death Star. They've been, they've been mining it underneath. They've been mining it inside and building the Death Star <laughs> inside this planet. And they destroy the planet to release the Death Star and kill everybody. I mean, that would be kind of a cool that'd thing. Be awesome. Yeah. I mean, but of course they're not going to do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. They kind of did say they destroyed two planets in the um, episode four. Or so. Yeah. And we saw the first planet. We never saw the second planet. We don't know what other planet it destroyed. Yeah. This is true. Or Jeddah's been wiped. Jeddah's pretty much wiped out. Okay. Oh, Scarif. 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 Oh, I get what you're saying. So Jeddah, because they destroyed it. They just just destroyed one one little city. One little city. Which the fallout from that getting blown up. Probably destroyed the rest of the planet. And then the other one would be Scarif, where they actually tried to blow up the whole planet for the Death Star plans itself. No, they just blew up that that base that (laughs) they had. I get what you're saying. And again, which would... But maybe those don't count as a planet. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And maybe Lothal is the first test planet. Yeah. It, it's not. That could be the other thing, too. And he's got... He's read books, so he knows. It's Dang not. you and your book reading. No. <laughs> Stop reading But anyway, books. it's... So. 
And that's it the would episode. be cool. It would well. There, we did pass over the coolest part of the entire episode, and that's another use of light well, jumping to light, light speed. We did to talk destroy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hera does eventually get to the rebels. She she gets caught where she kind of trapped between herself and I don't know what those are. They're they're uh, they're really the center of the, they look like the center parts of the old Trade Federation ship. Right. That's what I was yeah. about to say. They look like the the balls from the Trade Federation ship. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, it, it it's Cloud City. <laughs> Well, and yeah, it kind of, yeah, okay. So then she decides that there's a hole in the middle, and she there's a, a, a fly through dock. Fly through dock, is. right? So she jumps through the fly through dock and destroys destroys everything, destroys in, everything it. in it. I mean, just rips everything right out of the dock, which was really cool. According to docks, off pretty good. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. There's nothing on the docks anymore. But it seems like ever since Last Jedi, now we're going to start using to jumping thing, to light right? speed as a weapon now, yeah. more and more. Yeah, that's a thing. You know, we we didn't discover it before Return we, of the Jedi, but we've, we've jumped, discovered it yeah. now. We've jumped to light speed and killed one of the uh, creatures in The Force Awakens. That's the part I never we understood. We can jump to light speed and stop within the atmosphere of a planet um, at the end of Force Awakens to avoid a shield because we come in at higher than light speed. That, we can, it, that's it, the all thing these I never understood now, like in Return of the Jedi. If they wanted to destroy the shield generator, why didn't they just take a big old ship and ram it right into the shield generator? Because it had rage shields on it. It did not. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you, you had to go in really slow and, <coughs> and throw the ball underneath the, the Yeah, shield. yeah. So somebody could say, you rebel scum. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So, you know, this whole episode, was it necessary? I guess that's no. my question first to all of you. Mystical crap. Did, was it really necessary? I mean, like, no. did you feel like it was it's, necessary? I feel like it wants to be necessary. That it's trying to lead this big overarching story. They're all cut. And they, but the thing is, they have to tell you. They're not right. giving you enough. So they literally it has have to, to say the be line. Overt. This they have is to, important. This is important. It's all coming together. Are you paying attention? Yeah. It's like we shouldn't have to do that. It's, it's that's mean, bad storytelling. When your market is teenagers, yeah, but when still, you that's see my that. point. But that's my point. Teenagers are smart enough. You do not need to be like, this is the point. It's coming together here, right? Here, people, here. Now, it would be better if this, if one of the characters just broke off from everybody, just looked right at the screen, you know, come looking out of the screen or, and, and then breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And said, listen, this is what's going on. This is important. <laughs> and then turn back, yeah. That's what the Lothcat's supposed to do, yeah. no. if you didn't know that. Other than say the word doom. And then you can have the guy from Jurassic Park say, see, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just seems like it's the same kind of, did they, did they even know? Where this is going, you know, that's the probably feeling you not. get. We're probably not, never going to get not, answers. They're not giving you realizations. They, the good stories that do twists also give you reveals as they go. They they right. may have something that's like hinting at a mystery, but then they reveal a previous mystery. They give you answers, and this the show seems to be like we don't want to give you an answer to the last episode. And I I'm wondering if we'll even get the answer then. It just feels like. Well, you're supposed to kind of understand that it's all mystical and the connection with the Force, and it, you, you don't get it. You're not a Jedi. Well, that's why I kind of got upset because I'm like, Ezra says at the end, it's coming together. And I, I wanted to scream, what's coming together? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, did we miss something here? Like, I wanted to rewind and be like. We didn't did take we? LSD. And I thought it was crazy until we started recording right now. And I'm realizing, okay, I'm not crazy. We didn't miss something. No, There's just... nothing coming together. 
So they that, have to they have to tell you that line was you. made just so that the next couple episodes we might actually bring something together. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, it. well maybe four guys with floppy hair will show up and start singing and come together. <laughs> come we come together, together right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe they all just wear diapers at the end, like well, the well, one guy, a floppy head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> all right, so here's the danger. We got to rate this episode, right? Like we always do: zero being a don't bother, ten being a must see. Anybody want to volunteer to go first? One. <laughs> Tara, I guess, is going first. Why do you give it a one, Tara? Because, I mean, like, other than the kind of cute little thull cat, it's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> wow. The <laughs> loth cat got the one point. Because there's no porgs. No porgs, yeah. Hey. Gary, what would you give this one? There actually were porgs in this episode. They were just in the stomachs of the wolves. That, no, 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 it's not fair. It's not nice. Okay, <laughs> it's not uh, nice. that's the case. I give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a five. Okay. The introdu- introduction of the Nogray was cool. Was it was the main reason? Okay. And I did like the jump through hyperspace through you know, the Herodid. Okay. Ezra asking the wolf if he knows his way to San Jose. <laughs> so. Do you know the way? Yeah. So I was going to give this one a four <laughs> for the same reasons, actually. I, 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 it would have been lower. I would have given it a three or two. The Nogri was, was a definite positive for me. I, I liked seeing that, although I'm not sure I liked the way we used the Nogri. To me, the Empire should be respecting the Nogri. He's a big deal, and they should be respecting him more, not not less He's the way they are. They legends. never did. They He's never did. What's that? They never really did. Never really did what? They were a slave race. Right. The, the, That's true. They never really were. The, the Empire never respected them. That's right. The That's only, right. Per, only person that the, respected them was Darth them Vader, was Vader, wasn't it? Right. Uh, so I'm, so I, I'm used to seeing them from Vader's point of view. And Okay. So that part I get. But I still give it a four because, to me, there were so many wasted opportunities in, in this episode. I still don't understand why the box is so important. I, nobody's really explained that to me other than... What they get some readout on the Tide Defender? We, you could have done that with a computer and sent the information. Right. But I mean, if they could do that by got, Rogue One, so why can't they yeah. do that here? It's so you know? important that we've had to dedicate. Is this the third episode? Third though? episode about the Tide Defenders now at this point. Why is that so important? Well, I don't get that. I, I think what you're going to find out is it's got more data in it than just the, on the Tide Defender. So you think this is data maybe about the Death, Death Star? Star? Right. Okay. But then tell me that, or do something to show me that. Like, well, all, all you really needed is have Thrawn or uh, Price say we have to get that box back before. Right. The plans. The get project's out. not done yet. We need right. the, those plans back, you know, or something like. If you'd have done that, that one liner would have been like, oh, now I get it. But you didn't throw that in there. So if that's the case, I needed to know that. Uh, Loth wolves. I'm not convinced about them yet. Still, I'm not convinced about them. Don't see the big I, I, deal. Again, I say they're they're, they're a crutch. Yeah. And and I don't see the big deal that they dragged them through the center of the planet or whatever it is they did. They're, you know, they're, they're the sonic screwdriver of Star Wars right now. Apparently <laughs> they are. So to me that it just none of that none of that clicked, and so therefore I, I can't give it any more than a four. So, Eric, what would you give this one? I'm a, I'm with Gary. I'm a five. No, uh-huh. I'm the low one for that. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you're not. No, you're not. Well, Terra technically. Yeah. So, same reasons everyone gave it. You know, the Nogri was cool. The tie-in with Thrawn. The I, I got to admit, some of the most fun I had tonight was us reminiscing about the Thrawn trilogy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than the episode, rather than the episode itself. Yeah. Um, so those, it's again playing on those things. It means a lot more to some people, to, to viewers not familiar with those books or that history, 
did they care who this guy was or no. were they just like eh? Probably not. The wolves just you know it's this whole teasing of an of an idea that you don't understand. It's a symbol for something that they can't seem they don't seem to have the ability to write into words or scenes, so they're just doing symbols. Well, the wolf is a symbol of the connectional mystic energy of the force that Ezra is connected to and. The, the, that is 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 destiny and brings things together and that that's good there we go okay they're wolves what what are you talking about I don't <laughs> get, hello so it doesn't seem to just it doesn't have the weight this should have because they're not giving us anything will it it might maybe in these final uh, seven or so up eight episodes we got to watch stuff will come together great if it does but I'm not holding my hopes up so this episode. And- and it's eight episodes. It's going to be rushed. If yeah, they got to bring it's it all together. It's going to be very rushed because it's like, and they've spent so. How many episodes have we spent? We need supplies. Right. We need a ship. We, we got to get power this thing source. back to the rebels. We needed this. We need. I'm tired of this being about inventory management. Can we have a story that's dramatic <laughs> and has an arch? So. <sighs> okay. Uh, let me ask you this, guys. Do you care any about anything about the Ghost Crew? No. No. I'm interested in seeing what happens to them. I mean, I we're this far along, so I'm curious. But I'm not emotionally invested in the more I like, I mean, here's the thing. I don't care if they live or die. I'm just interested in seeing which happens. And like, that's wrong. Like, I should part care. of me says if they all got on the ghost and they go shooting up into space and somebody shoots them out of the sky, I'm not shedding a tear about it. If that's what you're going with, yeah, Gary. That's, that's, like, that's what I'm asking. There's, right, there's, like, I I would not be shedding a tear about it. I'd be like, huh. I mean, actually, I've invested four that's seasons. That's how they're ending that season. <laughs> I've, I've invested three and a half seasons here, of follow, four seasons of whatever, no, we're in the forest, so three and a half following them. So I want to know how it ends, but I'm not see. To me, it's like, it's like a car wreck. You see a bad car wreck, and you want to know how the two cars got like that, but... So you're saying we're basically rubbernecking rebels. We, we are. We're, we're like, rubbernecking rebels. Well, on? look what's going on over see, there. Let's, I, let's see. That's what I'm saying, yes. Well, you, I you, mean, we wouldn't be here, right? I mean, if we weren't rubbernecking this whole thing, quite yeah. honestly, we wouldn't no, be here. No, we, right we, we stopped the car and we're analyzing what happened with the car. <laughs> we are. We are. That's what right. we're doing. We are. Mm-hmm. But only because we don't know what the hell else to do. The accident wasn't that big a deal. It was a not even a fender bender. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, that, that low on the, gee, that's interesting moment that... Quite honestly, if we weren't doing this, I mean, I wish I wish this. We've had said more it. If we weren't it. watching this podcast, we might not even be watching the show. That's the sad yeah, part. I don't know podcast. if I would. We're not yeah. watching this. I'm sorry. <laughs> if we weren't recording this podcast, I don't know if I'd be watching Rebels. Gary's kind of watching. Well, it. see, I I actually have <laughs> been I do. <laughs> hoping for a long time that they'll just die, but you know, I know they won't because like you know, the, this kiss, this kiss should have had some serious build up here that we should have cared. Okay, so and it's like they okay. kissed, and I'm like, oh, okay, they did it. Can I say something that really bothered me about the kiss? Go ahead. Where was the Han and Leia music? They don't love you. You could have put that behind that, and I'd have been like, ah, oh, you know, no. They don't love again, each other. I wasn't even they music were, behind. They it. were relying. They would have been relying on a crutch that you're familiar with in nostalgia to make a scene better. But it would have been awesome. I would have made an emotional connection to that now, kiss. The way they did it, no connection. Now, out of the four of us here, the only person that really cared about the kiss was Terror. I only That's cared. why you got a one. I only she cared because, yes, they kissed. Yeah. because I was so sick of the whole entire lol, let's almost kiss, but not. Like let's, let's, you know, act like we like each other, but you know, don't. You know what the two of them are? They're the Ross and Rachel of this episode series. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're going to get together, they're not. They're going to get together, they're not. They're going to break they up. Kissed. Yeah, they're going to break up. They're on a break. He's going to go cheat say, on her. They're, you know they're going to show up and Harry's going to be like, you're finally rescuing me. He's going to be like, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it. 
and like I said, I've been shipping Zeb and and Kanan for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. Just like I was uh, shipping Joey and Ross. So. <laughs> and you know what we didn't have any of in this episode? Chopper. Oh, that's true. Where the heck is Chopper? He died. We he, haven't seen him in he like... He flew off of Hera. <laughs> we did. He flew off of what? With Hera. With Hera. He's not here. Did he get on... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. He was, he was on the ship. Yeah, he was in the ship. But it was like a brief said, she, she said do that. Yeah, he it. got to turn on the warp drive. Right. That, yeah, that was it. Moment. Yeah. All right, so it's, it's, they don't seem to care. They don't know what to do with these characters. They never have known. And, and Harrison, warp speed now. Yeah. Okay, so those were our thoughts on this episode of Star Wars Rebels. Send your hate mail to galaxycast at gmail.com. Or maybe you agree with us. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people that do agree with us. Or find us on Facebook or find us on Twitter or find us on YouTube and let us know what you thought. Because uh, we definitely had some strong opinions about this episode of Star Wars Rebels. And we'd love to hear from you. And as we always like to say here in the Star Production Studios, May, may the, the Force be with those who listen. To Jai Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.